This is Financially Tuned with Rob Burnett from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Rob Burnett to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Welcome to another show of Financially Tuned. I'm Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center. And joining me today is Lori Gross, our lead financial advisor and lead planner in the Troy office. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Rob. And as always, the man with the plan, the person who keeps us on track, and it's a mighty effort, our friend <laughs> and co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. Yeah, wow. Yeah, keeping uh, it's a big train uh, to keep on the tracks, that's for sure. Uh, a lot of heavy lifting. No, it's it's easy with you two. It's easy and fun. I love it. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I've had a crazy week. How about you guys? Rob, how are you doing? Doing well, and it has been a crazy week. Uh, there's uh, For me, everybody knows I'm the tax guy in the office, so I literally have a client left, and I'm done with all the tax filing extensions, so I can focus on the, really the fun part, uh, what we're going to be talking about today in college funding, helping people with their retirement plans. And there's still so much need for that out there. It's a it's a, a great market to be in right now. Wow. Well, that sounds great. Now, what are we talking about on today's show? Well, last week we talked about saving for college without sacrificing your retirement. And we got some feedback from some of our listeners like, okay, where's the rest? And so we said, we really do need to do a part two and finish that. We really couldn't get everything in that we wanted to get in last week. So right. we're we, we ran out of time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and after this week's show, we may run out of time again, but we'll we'll do our best. <laughs> we'll try to keep him from being so long-winded today is what he's saying. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. So so really what we want to do is just uh, kind of reemphasize, we do see this as a huge challenge. People think they have to either fund their college education for their kids or save for the retirement. You can really do both if you understand both systems. So uh, so last week, we started to look behind the curtain of the college funding process to see how the process really works, see who the players are, and to understand how the student and their parents can have really more influence on the out-of-pocket college costs than they really realize. Well, you know what, uh, Rob and Lori, I remember during last week's show, it was basically a wake-up call uh, for parents and students uh, to the fact that most of us with college-bound kids, myself included, we don't know what we don't know. And uh, a few of the high points from last week that really stood out to me were, number one, it's never too early to start, uh, but you can wait too long. Uh, college graduates are more financially successful. And while it's it's pretty obvious college is expensive, uh, outrageously so in some cases, you explored ways to make college more affordable. And uh, you said it was a business uh, and the financial aid officer works for the college, not you. And that's a unique, I think a lot of people don't look at it that way. They think, oh, the college is there to help me. No, it is a, a bottom line. It's a business. Uh, and that's a good point. Um, and trying to do all this yourself is time consuming, frustrating. And I, I know that as a fact, my wife and I tried to do all this ourselves. And uh, that's where you guys come in and you can really help with that. 
and the probability of getting everything right and not making mistakes that are going to cost you a lot of money are probably pretty low, right? Yeah, Tony, you're ex exactly right. That's a great synopsis from last week. And for the listeners that if you did miss our show last week, it is available on our website at outlookfc.com. Click on the radio tab and you'll see the radio show there. And Tony, I just want to follow up your comment about trying to work the college funding process on your own. It reminds me of one of my favorite quotes. The only thing more expensive than hiring a professional is hiring an amateur. Think about that for a second. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I, I that's like where the that. do it yourself comes in. This is not yeah. what you do for a living. Uh, you know, like the, uh, the YouTube video for self appendectomy is probably not a great idea. So what we hope is that the information we share today is going to kind of round out and finish what we started last week. Uh, we want to continue to encourage the listeners that there are ways to lower the out-of-pocket costs for your kids' uh, education. And remember, the premise of our show today is not only to navigate the college funding process, but do it in such a way that we don't sacrifice our retirement. Ah, that's good. And I'm glad we're taking some more time on this topic today. Uh, and obviously, working with financial professionals like yourselves, Lori and Rob, uh, you guys have taken time, uh, taken the time to get advanced training and certification in the college funding business. And that really helps. And it makes me feel that my probability of being successful then is, is going to be greatly improved. So, uh, Lori, maybe you can help us. Uh, let's kick off this week's show with another famous quote. Uh, show me the money. Lori, show <laughs> well, me the yeah. money. <laughs> show me the money. Well, we want to know where the money's actually coming from, Tony. So we're right. going to look at there are three sources out there for college funding, and those being the government, uh, your colleges and universities, and, and the private sector. And from these three sources, there's actually two types of funding. You've got gift aid, and then you've got self-help aid. So um, gift aid is money that doesn't have to be uh, worked for or, or be repaid. And so um, it can be called a scholarship, an endowment, a grant, a tuition waiver, um, a tuition reduction. The bottom line is that it, it is a discount off the sticker price of the school. And a student can receive gift aid that is need-based, and that is that it's given because of a demonstrated financial need, or, or it can be merit-based, which means it's given due to the achievements, the talents, and the merit of the student. And so we look at self-help aid versus that gift aid. And so self-help aid is money that is either worked for, uh, like a, a work-study program, or has to be repaid like a student loan or a parent loan. Uh, and so today, today we want to talk about some of the strategies and the pitfalls to be aware of to help maximize the amount of gift aid you receive from each source. Because after all, free money is, is what we're actually looking for here, isn't it? Well, those are two of my favorite words, free and money. Um, <laughs> and, and last week we talked about that. I mean, I remember saying that I was going to go out after the show and get some books on uh, how to get scholarships uh, for my son and my kids and, and maximize my free money. And you guys said that's what the colleges wanted me to do and that I was missing a big part of the story. Um, let's go over that. Well, absolutely, Tony. Um, this is something that's missed by a large majority of parents and students out there, and that's that scholarships come from the private sector and only comprise about 3% of the college funds that are available. Um, and, and this is a fact that the colleges don't want you to know. They want you to spend 80% of your time chasing that 3% of the money. The largest share of college funding pie is the colleges themselves. 
So we want our listener, listeners to focus on the real prize, and that's the free money from the colleges. And also let me remind you about Rob's warning last week about scholarships and that many colleges require you to report other scholarship awards and will reduce their gift aid dollar for dollar based on those um, scholarship awards. And that's why you need to understand that the financial aid appeals process um, to fight against that reduction. So um, should you go after scholarships? Absolutely. We're not saying you shouldn't, uh, but we want to make sure that you understand what it's going to do to the overall picture. And um, want to talk a little bit today about the American College Foundation. Uh, they actually sponsor a scholarship program that has a, a grand award of $5,000 and it has a regional award of $1,000. You can apply directly at www.americancollegefoundation.org or you can give us a call and we can walk you through that process. It's free money for college and, it, and it's the target so that we can help you uh, help your student get the best possible education at the lowest possible cost. Yeah, and we all like free money, and so you guys have the training and the expertise uh, to really help our students get the money they're going to need for college and maximize that. But uh, what if I make too much money in the eyes of the college? Well, Tony, the I make too much money mindset is a limitation you place on yourself, and it's a myth that colleges want you to firmly believe. Let me tell you a story about one of my clients. He was a senior executive vice president for a large bank, which means he made a lot of money. So he had a daughter who wanted to go to, in this particular case, the University of Dayton, which is a private school, which costs today about $60,000 a year to go. He had the financial resources to write the check if he so chose. When I sat with him, I said, well, if you could send your daughter to Dayton and not write the big check, would you be okay with that? And he's looking at me like, well, yeah, but I'm not going to qualify for anything. Here's where he didn't understand the process. The process is he needed to sell his daughter as someone the University of Dayton wanted to have as a student. Because after all, we talked about last week, what does the University of Dayton or any university want? They want successful alumni who become generous in the future. That's what they're really looking for. So we presented uh, his daughter in that, that frame. She was captain of the girls' varsity basketball team, National Honor Society, uh, vice president of her class, very active in community events. She had all those things working for her. We just had to convince the university that they, who are we competing against? Well, they need to look at her list of, of colleges. She submitted her financial aid. The college she was most likely to compete against them was Ohio State University because she lived in the Columbus area. So what did the university do? They decided they really wanted this student. They gave her gift aid that offset the cost between the two schools, essentially a $28,000 gift aid. Wow. To someone who makes, in this particular case, over $400,000 a year. Wow. So somebody, so somebody that tells me I make too much money, I'll never get any aid, just doesn't get it. And so that's really what we want to do there is by presenting the student correctly, keeping your options open, understanding the appeal process and how they're going to be evaluated and understanding that the financial aid officer is not your friend. There we go. Yeah. Wow. That's huge. I mean, obviously, uh, being able to uh, get that those additional gift aid dollars is huge for a lot of people. Uh, whether you have a lot of money or a little money, you want to get that. You don't want to have to pay more than you have to pay. 
Um, you know, I'm afraid we're almost out of time, though, for this first segment. Is there anything you want to add before we take a quick break here? Well, Tony, I, I want to make sure we're not overwhelming our listeners because it's this process is so foreign to anything we normally work with. So what we want to do is just make sure folks understand you don't have to do it alone. You've got professionals who are trained in doing this, and we're going to do it in a manner we're not going to sacrifice your retirement or impair your financial future. We want to, we can strike that balance. And as I just said in my last example, we're looking at this particular person who made too much money, got over $110,000 in gift aid to send his daughter to the school of her choice. It can be done. So we'd like our listeners to go visit our website at outlookfc.com. You can go to our Facebook page on Outlook Financial Center or give us a call at 937 552 9990 and receive our complimentary college funding survival kit. And as part of that offer, we'd encourage you to schedule a one hour, no obligation, no cost consultation. We'll go through the survival kit with you, answer any questions that you have and see how we could best serve you. Cause at the end of the day, we want you to have the retirement of your dreams and we want your kids to go to the college of their dreams. Ah, awesome. Well, I think that sounds great, Rob. And listeners, we're going to be right back with more of Rob Burnett and Lori Gross of Outlook Financial Center here on Financially Tuned. Are you confident in your financial plans? At Outlook Financial Center, we would like to help you craft a strategy with the right plan, process, and professional to help you through the construction of your financial pyramid, starting with a solid foundation. We will help you with the resources, tools, and understanding you need to be successful. To learn more and to receive your personal financial pyramid guide, visit outlookfc.com or call us at 937-552-9990. Welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm Lori Gross of the Outlook Financial Center here in beautiful Troy, Ohio. And today I'm joined in the studio by our CEO, Rob Burnett, and our co-host, Tony Shore. We've been discussing how to save for your children's college education without sacrificing your retirement. And and this is a extension of last week's show. Um, we couldn't fit everything into one show, but today we've touched a, f- a little bit more on uh, the different topics. And so far we've covered sources of college funding, focusing on where the real money is for, uh, for, from those sources and the myth of, I make too much money. Yeah. Wow. Well, this has been a great conversation so far. And I know I mentioned this uh, last week, but my son, as you guys know, just started college. In fact, last weekend, we just went down. Uh, it was parents weekend. So we went down to family weekend and uh, hung out with him. And, uh, you know, he has two sisters as well that are going to be following in a few years here going to college, and which uh, scares the crap out of my wife and I because, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the funding. And mm-hmm. I'm glad we're doing this because you guys have some great ideas that I'm definitely going to use uh, when that college funding time comes for them. But tell me more about when uh, I should start and the timing of the college funding process. Well, Tony, there are, there are three time periods that provide different opportunities to enhance your probability of getting the, the free money for college expenses. The first one is as soon as you decide to have children, uh, all the way up to the end of the eighth grade year. Um, the second one being high school freshman year and the first semester of their sophomore year. And then the third one is that second semester of sophomore year and beyond. 
Well, that's interesting. I mean, the first one makes sense, obviously, start saving early, right? Well, not only stay, uh, start saving early, but start saving in the financial vehicles that, that's going to put you in the best position for maximizing the free money for college, uh, but to do so in, in a way that you don't sacrifice your retirement. Uh, in these early years, um, what characteristics of your savings plan are really important to you? Um, there's There are some features most parents would like to see and I just want to touch on those for a minute. Um, those first ones going to be uh, they don't want their diligence and vision to save for college to be punished and hurt their opportunity to receive um, free money from colleges. Uh, if the stock market goes down, especially near the time their student wants to go to college, they don't want to have to settle for a lesser school due to the lack of personal finances. Um, third one's if their student decides not to go to college or they or otherwise don't need the funds for college, then the parents don't want a, um, tax penalties imposed by some college savings plans for using the money for their own uh, purposes otherwise. And if the parents are personally sued for some reason, they'd like their college funds to be shielded from creditors. Yeah, Tony, let me give you another example of a, a college funding program we started back in 2008. So we've been at this for a long time. This particular couple had a, uh, their daughter at the time was 12 years old. They made a financial commitment said, when our daughter graduates from, uh, from college, we want to have $50,000. We want to pay toward uh, her education. She can pay off loans with it. She can do whatever she wants with it. And if she manages to get everything paid for, then we're going to hand her a check. So that was their goal. That was their commitment. So we went through this particular process. And three years after this, oh, by the way, they adopted a little boy. So now they have two kids and she graduates this spring from the University of Washington at St. Louis. She's going to be a biomedical engineer. That school costs a little over 60 grand a year to go to. So run to the end of the story. At the end of the day, when we pay off her student loans next year, her total student loan debt right now, as it stands and what we expect it to be, is going to be about $47,000. Mom and dad have in our college funding program, they wanted to have at least 50. Right now, it's just a hair south of $100,000. So we've done a really nice job in creating that pot. They also now have, their little boy is now about 11. He's going to be able to, if they continue funding this program, his college is taken care of as well. So this is part of the planning process we, we put through. We put them through things that the market goes down, that plan doesn't care. If something happens to them, the plan is automatically self-funded and it's not reported on the college FAFSA forms and stuff like that because we put it into an asset that's not reportable. So we're not going to do anything. We're not going to let the client be punished for saving properly for the kid's college. Huh. Well, I think that's great. That's another great example right there uh, of how you can help people. But Let's talk about one question I have is the high school years. What's important about the timing of the process in your sophomore year? You always hear about that. Is that really a big deal? Well, it's a huge deal, Tony, uh, for financial aid side of the process. Uh, The first critical time frame in the college funding process is your base year. If your student plans on starting college in the fall of 2020, then your base year is 2018. So, um, just to, to break that down, I, I've got a sophomore this year, and so she'll be graduating in 2020. This is her base year. Um, so this is the year that uh, is her critical year. Everything has to be done before that split in the base year. And and the 
that's why the split in the sophomore year is so critical. Often the base year starts some of the planning strategies, and they're no longer available after that split. Ah, so so the base year is obviously really important then. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the base year is where the, the colleges calculate the family's ability to pay for college based on each year. So to a large extent, it's just really their income. But what income and what year are they going to use? So the colleges go through a process where we're going to approximate what we think your income is going to be, and we're going to use it based on a prior tax year. Now, back in 2015, it used to be the year before the kid went to college. Now it's two years before. That was one of the major rule changes. So this it's called the base year because this is the yearly income on which the financial award is based, hence the term base year. So prior to the base year, if you want to have financial assets and transaction position to minimize your income so you can reduce the base year, you got to do it before it starts, which is typically before the end of the first year of the sophomore year in high school. If you wait till after that, some of the planning strategies are not available. It's not too late. There's still lots that can be done, but you're you're eliminating some of the choices that you have. It's an interesting balancing act, Tony. Well, yeah, and the financial side of this is is critical, uh, I, especially when it comes to writing those tuition checks, believe me. And during the last break, uh, we were chatting about the fact finances uh, are only one of the three major areas that uh, are part of this college planning. You told me that without the other two, this financial planning wasn't going to get uh, good results or our desired results. So what are those other two areas uh, other than the financial side of this? Well, that's a great question, Tony. Um, the other two areas are um, kind of obvious to me, but some people may not may not even think about this, but they're the academic and the social Academic preparation has several components, um, that being the grades, the courses that the students take in, and their SAT, ACT test scores. And then their social, social preparation has several components as well, and it's often not properly addressed. Um, these are their ex- extracurricular activities that they're into, their community involvement, leadership opportunities, at career, career planning. Colleges evaluate students in all of these areas to rank them and assess how, how they can attract the best students to the colleges and have mom and dad pay the most to attend. Remember, college is a business, and the finan- financial aid officer works for the college. Financial aid officers are good people and are critical to getting the best financial package for you, so, so I don't want to downplay their importance. Just remember who they work for. Well, thanks, Lori, and that's a good reminder. Uh, you have to remember who the, the financial aid office is working for, the college, not for you, and that's where you guys come in because you work for uh, the parents and the student, helping them uh, strategize. And, you know, you guys have been covering a lot, talking about, you know, saving for college and how we shouldn't let it sacrifice. We don't want to sacrifice our retirement funds to do it. Uh, you've talked about sources of college funding, the power of starting early, which is huge, and ways not to be punished for having the vision to save for college. I love that. Uh, right, Rob? I mean, this is important. Oh, it is. And and we really want to bring the very best resources to our college funding clients. So we've uh, engaged with two sp- specific strategic partners to round out our team. Uh, last week we spent some time and we spent a little bit of time talking about today the American College Foundation, the nonprofit organization 
their sole goal is to help students get the best education they can for the most affordable cost. That's their mission in life as a nonprofit. They have their own visionary college scholarship program. So we promote that with the local high schools and they have some free college planning tools and information on their website. That's at AmericanCollegeFoundation.org. That's also where you go to apply for the scholarship. And in doing that, if you want to do it yourself, some of the tools are there to do that. But what we've done is to to give us the best possible uh, outcome, we've engaged with a company called College Funding Solutions. They've been in business since 1993 and they've helped tens of thousands of students and their parents navigate the whole college funding picture nationwide. And they focus on the social and the academic portion of the college funding process that Lori talked about. They're an A-plus rated Better Business Bureau company And what they have is they have a a software suite that students and families have access to, and it gives them a month-by-month timeline for the four years in high school of what you need to do. Here are the various deadlines. Uh, You can make mistakes, but if you miss a deadline, that's almost unrecoverable. And so the process works that way. So they're going to help you build the student's resume. Once again, this is a business. We want to present the best possible student. They're going to look at career options. You're going to have access in the career options to unlimited uh, access to the nation's top career planning platform. They think they want to be a vet now, but they're going to go through this process and find out really what they want to be, what really fits, because you'd like to have them changing their minds every three weeks now, not after they start college. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Their test scores. Uh, There's comprehensive online test prep courses. They've got unlimited access to those. They're going to help with the college search and selection, understand what the colleges are good at, what kind of aid packages are available. And from the funding procedures, Tony, how would you like to have had a personalized line-by-line FAFSA answer key? So when you filed that form, you knew it was going to be right the first time. Uh, Would that that, be useful to you? Yeah, invaluable. It would have been huge. Yeah, and we also look at not only that answer key, but uh, we look at the award letters. We evaluate them. Are they good letters? If they're not, how do we appeal them? 90% of our clients that appeal awards get more money. So we want to help the students stay on track, make the best use of their time, and ultimately get the best college education they can. And by going through this structured process, the outcome is going to go back to the, instead of 48% graduating for the degree, 86 will graduate and instead of taking five and a half years, you'll take four and a half. That's the difference this program makes. Huge. Well, that's amazing. And, and we all can benefit from that. I know I can. So uh, this has been great. But unfortunately, our time is up for this week's show. Is there anything else you want to share with us before we go? Well, Tony, I hope uh, our listeners understand there's a lot more to this picture than we've covered in the last two weeks. So I would encourage uh, the listeners to give us a call at 937 552 9990. You can also go to our website, outlookfc.com, our Facebook page at the Outlook Financial Center. We want to give you the College Funding Survival Kit. That's our, our complimentary offer to the radio listeners today. Come in, set up that one hour, no obligation, no cost consultation. We'll go over the kit with you, answer questions, and see how we might work together so your kids go to the college of their dreams without impairing the retirement of yours. Nice. Nice. And what's the phone number they can call one more time? Call area code 937-552-9990. All right. And that does it. This concludes our time for today's episode of Financially Tuned with the amazing Rob Burnett and Lori Gross from Outlook Financial Center. 
Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990 or visit their website at outlookfinancialcenter.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Rob Burnett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.